<clears throat> this skull nobles from eat to perform, and sorry about that if you heard me clear my throat. I am from eat to perform, and I am sitting here tonight with our lead of coaches, Becky Avaro. Um, I'm absolutely certain I've said that wrong every single time I've ever said it. Um, but um, what is it supposed to be, Becky? What, what, what are you possibly tell me? Director of coaching. Director of coaching. See, <laughs> that's what I said. Um, also, uh, we have Carolyn Mele. Carolyn is from Canada, which is probably the only place that's reasonable right now. What's the weather like in Canada? I'm dying to know. It's it's pretty hot and it's humid. It's humid here right now, but it's okay. hot. It, okay, so so go ahead and, and and tell us what humid and hot in in the freezer. Well, a lot of frizz in the hair. No, <laughs> it's like um, twenty five to thirty degrees here. So that's okay. Can know, you ninety can you something? Ninety something for you guys. Can you speak American, please? Yeah, yeah, I know. I used to actually. I I grew up in Windsor, so I would listen to the radio stations from Detroit. So I was always like, "It's a hundred degrees." You know, I didn't know what twenty five was, but eventually I moved yeah. away. So I do see an air condition right behind you. That's I'm at the cottage. I'm at the cottage, so we just have window air conditioners here. So I did. I had it on, but I can't have it on during this because it's loud. Not every, not everyone. I, I remember I was on Victoria Island um, when they had that big heat wave uh, a few years back, and literally no place had air conditioning. It was unbearable, <laughs> you know. But changes they are coming. All right, so let's just jump into the topic of the day. And once again, you know, we we have kind of a small. Uh, class here today and uh, usually the reason why people sign up for this is they usually get the recording afterwards so today we're going to talk about something that's actually very unique and very specific to eat the perform and one of the things that i think really sort of separates us as it relates to how we do things and 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 why we do them right and so uh what we're going to talk today or talk about today and we're going to talk about some of the options and, and what I'm going through this summer is we're going to talk about resetting in the middle of a fat loss cycle why you would want to do it and why it can make a big big difference okay so one of the things that we identified very early on related to diet adherence so diet adherence is what Eat Reform considers to be one of the biggest problems within all of dieting. Basically, most of the plans that many of you have tried in the past, you've been sort of set up to fail, right? And one of the reasons why you've been set up to fail is because they're selling you kind of what you want rather than telling you the truth, right? So kind of the truth is that if you need to lose 70 pounds as an example you're much much better off losing 15 15 10 10 10 10 right rather than trying to get it all 70 at once and we all know this is true we've all tried to lose lots of weight and what happens in that instance is you end up rebounding over and over and over again and we're going to show you 
how to get past that. Doesn't mean that ours is the only way, but it's interesting because we, there was, there was a, um, a client that basically lost 50, it was right at 50 pounds. And they did fat loss on the front end of the year and then fat loss on the back end of the year. And then a lady came in to comment and said, oh my goodness, I wish I knew that. I also lost 50 pounds, but it took me all year to do it. And I was like, yeah, this person was really only dieting you know, for what, 12, 24, it was ultimately 24 total. Um, so, about, you know, a little bit less than half the year, but in the, in the between times, right, that person wasn't sitting there suffering, wondering why it wasn't working. And also, by the way, probably kept a lot more muscle than the person that lost 52 pounds. And that's one of the reasons why um, people struggle to keep weight off, right? And there's been a lot of discussion over the, on the main page these last couple of days about exercise and the diet industry. And, and, and many of these discussions are very interesting. But I think one of the misconceptions, especially when you first start off, is that exercise is great for, for fat loss, weight loss. We kind of know that it isn't. Um, you can read the book Burn by uh, Herman Ponsner. Great book. In general, though, exercise, not phenomenal. Much better is, is a deficit. So you go, well, why are you called eat to form? Like, you know, <laughs> wouldn't you just teach people to lose weight the best way? Well, because the part about exercise that's actually most important is keeping that weight off, right? And we know this from studies from, from tens of years ago that exercise is phenomenal for keeping weight off and allowing the person to um, continuously make progress as they go, especially if, as an example, you're having food come back you're doing some level of resistance training and therefore building muscle, which is metabolically favorable. It's going to allow you to burn more calories at rest, all these positive things. But, but most importantly, it serves other purposes also, right? So I'm not a huge fan of earning your food, but I am a huge fan of... Um, that you do get to eat more when you are exercising more, right? Especially when it's some level of intensity. And we all kind of know this, right? Like if you're paying attention to the scale, you'll often realize that on the days that you're inactive, you know, the scale typically goes up a little bit. On the days that you're active, it doesn't go up as much. Now, there's a lot of caveats to what I just said. But in general, we all know that's a little bit true, right? And that the more active we can be, whether it be steps, whether it be lifting weights, whether it be running, the more active we can be, typically the more flexible we can be um, with our food. Okay, so that's an interesting idea. The next thing that I think is really important to this discussion is quality of food. 
Now, one of the things that's interesting about each reform is we kind of have these cycles, right? Where you're not dieting for long periods of time. And you absolutely can have flexibility. Like we're not huge fans of, of good food, bad food. But what we are is very big fans of using that as a mostly do and maybe don't, right? And that is, I think, a way to frame the thing that just kind of changes things for the better mentally, right? And so if we're thinking of, if we're talking about veggies, raw veggies, cooked veggies, you know, those are obviously on the mostly do list. Um, cupcakes, maybe mostly don't, right? Doesn't mean that you shouldn't have those. I think one of the biggest problems that we have and one of the things that, that happens for people that, you know, start off binge cycles, um, you know, this is uh, like a huge concept within the concept of alcoholism, right? Where, you know, you're denying yourself so much that when you do indulge, you kind of go off the rails, right? And so much so that they've actually changed the way that they've started to work with alcoholism. Many, many treatments for alcoholism do actually work now with the client on their lifestyle without necessarily requiring full abstinence, right? And so I have always been kind of a believer in that. Ironically, I am sober. I have been sober for 35 years. I have abstained for 35 years. But I actually kind of believe in that other concept more. I just have a great life, so there's really no reason for me to, to change that. Um, and I don't also you know, necessarily want it. And to say that you don't want it, though, is kind of wrong, right? Like, you know, if my wife's having a glass of wine in Italy, you know, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can't have a glass of wine in Italy. This sucks. You know, or you go to Ireland and you're touring the Guinness Beer Factory, you, you know, you're probably going to want Guinness Beer. But in general, for most of my life, my life is amazing. You know, there's just no real reason uh, to do it. And it's funny because there was a there was a time probably a few months back, and you know I started to like kind of think of it more, and that just something that really just doesn't happen that often. And then my wife had maybe maybe like two days where she drinks she she drinks moderately, and on both those days her sleep was bad, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm out. <laughs> like I just value my sleep so much. Like like if you don't get eight hours sleep you know, and you might have to work your, your, your life in that direction, but once you do, you, you know what you're like without it. Right. And, and, and with it. And so, um, so I thought that was kind of a, a funny thing. So when we put someone through a fat loss cycle, for one, we need that person to come to us over consuming. That's not always the case. A lot of times, you know, someone will come to us and they're like, yep, I have fat to lose, right? And we'll ask them, well, do you think that you've been over consuming? And they'll be like, absolutely, because I have fat to lose, right? And then we ask them how much they're eating and they might estimate high and they, they might say, well, I don't really count my calories, but I think it's 2,200 calories. Well, then we find out they're kind of intuitively eating and their calories are more close to 1,600. So occasionally 
we will have to kind of pull them out of that cycle, run a performance cycle, and then start them into fat loss after that. But you'll see what I'm talking about here in just a second, because that's essentially what the reset does. The good majority of people, of course, you know, are going to end up losing anywhere from 10 to 15 pounds in fat loss one in six weeks. Why do we do six weeks? Well, we used to do four weeks, right? And four weeks was amazing. And the the upper limit of, of four weeks, unfortunately, is eight to 10. And when we would do eight to 10, sometimes in the reset, the person, so let's say that a person didn't come in eating as much as she thought, and they ended up losing eight pounds. And then in the reset, they gained two pounds back. So they feel like, well, shoot, I only lost six pounds, right? What we found was if we just added that extra two weeks, is a little bit harder, but it changed it from eight to 10 pounds to, to 10 to 12 pounds, right? And then when you lose 12 pounds in the first six weeks and you gain 10 pounds in the reset and then lose, lose another 12 pounds, well, now you feel like you really did something, right? Because, you know, that's 22 pounds for anybody that's a amount of weight that you're going to see. I'm going to make the case for being able to lose even more than that. And I'm gonna talk to you how to do that. Okay, so right now we do a reset and the reset tends to be, so what, what do I mean when I say reset? Okay, so, um, what we want to do, the general idea of eating form is that we want to get high calories higher, client weight stable, maybe with a little fluctuation, and then we want that to be longer. Okay, we know all of those things are favorable for that person's metabolism. So what is normal? Well, this is the number that sort of freaks new people out because many of you are playing in what I would consider the dark arts, right? Where, where you're eating under 1500 a lot of the time and there's just no place to go. You just don't have any math that's favorable for that. So usually what we mean by normal is 2000 calories. That's the starting point. That is the bar. We are trying to get much higher than that. And I'll talk to you about how high and some of the, the issues there. Um, and um, I'm going to use two examples. The one example is going to be a friend of mine who um, is actually doing fat loss with me. We are both doing our reset um, in the summer. So we are actually taking a break. Instead of the normal three to four weeks, we are actually taking three months. And then we're going to start fat loss too on the day after Labor Day. So I'm going to give you the case for both sides, right? So on the case of the one side where you reset to maybe 21, 2200 as a woman, maybe 25, 2600 as a man. The reason why you might want to do it is just to get it over, right? Um, the good majority of people, you know, you get to this place if you don't know what I'm talking about, when you're dieting, you sort of get into this mode of dieting 
and you just want it to continue, right? Even though maybe towards the end, things are starting to slow a bit. Um, then whether your calories are where my calories are, which we'll talk about here in a second, or my friend's calories, even as you get to 2000, as your weight starts to fluctuate, your mind does play games with you, right? Now, if you lost 12 pounds and your weight's fluctuating two pounds, I mean, let's be real here, that is probably a good price to pay for that, right? Um, but it's still not to the point, right, where we're looking at an extreme deficit. So let me give you an example of what I mean. In general, you know, kind of the standard that most people talk about is a pound a week. And a pound a week is 500 calories, right? So 500 calories, 3,500 um, calories for the week equals one pound. Well, when we create a deficit, so let's say we get your calories to 2,000, we bring you down to 1,500. In six weeks, you should expect six weeks of weight loss, right? Most of you aren't here for six weeks of weight or six pounds of weight loss. I don't think I might have said weeks there. Um, you're not here for six pounds of weight loss, right? You're you're here for much more than that. So you go, well, why don't why don't you extend it, or why don't we go lower? So we do go lower. We will pull things down a little bit lower than that, and that might get us to eight pounds, right? So um, your body does adjust relatively quickly, usually within two to three weeks. So actually the, the 3,500 calorie deficit kind of does stop at about three to four weeks and you sort of need to be able to adjust. Okay, so now we've adjusted, we've moved calories down. And at the end of the day, you kind of end up with eight pounds of loss. Which, by the way, isn't bad because if you lost 12, here's another eight, now we're down 20 pounds. Maybe that's a great number for you. Maybe that shows you the path to doing it a little bit better. For my friend and I, we know for fact those three factors, right? Higher, longer, weight stable, right? Now, in talking about myself and talking about my friend, we're a little bit more comfortable with more than just two pounds of fluctuation. So you have to keep that in mind that as you push things a little bit further, you have to expect a little bit more fluctuation. And you might also need to expect that you're not going to be able to get down to your lowest weight. One of the biggest problems that people have is that they focus on their lowest weight at their lowest calories they add a thousand calories to that and they gain a pound and they're like, am I going to continue losing, gaining weight? It's like, well, okay, first of all, like we just performed a miracle on you. You didn't, you certainly didn't know that. Most of the people that come to eat and form are shocked at how little weight they gain as they're adding the macros, right? But as you push that top end, you will gain weight, right? So most people aren't comfortable doing that. So that's why most people choose three to four weeks rather than three months. Now you have the option as the client 
we, this is something that we've actually, we do a lot around holidays. Um, in general though, clients are like, I'd just rather get it over with. My argument here is going to be, here's how you can lose the most weight. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This has been proven over and over again, but it hasn't been proven to the extent that I'm trying to prove it now, right? So my calories right now are at 4,000. And we have eaten all manner of flexible this summer, right? So um, definitely have had days where they're, they're more. You know, if you know how eat perform works, the days do vary, right? And so um, there would be days that are lower, but even my lower days are around 3,200. My friend, I believe, is around 2,800 on her highest days, and she'll get up to about 3,000. Now, the interesting thing between her and me is I've fluctuated a lot more. My lowest, I think, was right at 187. Um, I can get down to 189 pretty easily on my lowest days, but I usually stay around 191, 92, right? Um, and then on my lowest days, I kind of drop down. So why is that? Well, one, we recommend a balanced way of eating. So you are going to be more hydrated than you will if you, uh, unless you were doing something a little bit more drastic, right? People kind of know this, but they're not totally honest with themselves about it, that a lot of this does come down to dehydration, right? So those last you know, couple of weeks, where things start to get difficult. One, you are losing the most fat in those instances, even if you're not losing a lot of weight. That's something you need to know. But the other thing that you need to know is that you're gonna also be the most dehydrated in that instance, right? Whether you're doing something like keto or IF or even with Eat to Perform, lower calories often lead to less water, right? Your body's just gonna hold less water because it doesn't need all the water to process, you know, the 1300 calories or whatever you're eating in that moment, right? At 4,000 calories, your body needs more water, or needs to hold on to water to process that 4,000 calories. So that's something that you have to keep in mind. So now, weight, stable is sort of relative right so why would i do it well because i'm not trying to lose 10 pounds i'm trying to lose 15 pounds i'm trying to lose 18 pounds right and so the longer i can go the higher i can be the less i will have to diet over the next five to seven years here's the interesting thing about what we're talking about this is only my second fat loss phase in seven years, you know? Now, in that time, I've had to be comfortable with some weight gain. I actually intentionally gained some weight um, for my goal of weightlifting, just so I could lift heavier. Also, like, kind of like the way I looked as a little bit more full male. That's something that maybe men can appreciate more than, than women do, but you know, I would say that's changing a lot too. You know, 10 years ago, 
you certainly didn't see the preponderance of women lifting weights. And so I think a lot of women actually like the look of being a little bit heavier, being a little bit more full, looking stronger, feeling stronger, all these different things. But also, you know, we, we just have to quit denying that there's a negative mental health aspect related to under eating all the time, right? And I think a lot of people joke about being hangry, but there's a very real connection to depression and things of this nature. So we factored that in. That was the reason why we went with four weeks, by the way, right? When we went with four weeks, we were like, you know what, this takes such a mental toll on you. Let's see if we can do it. And then the idea was four, break, four, break, four, right? Well, what we found was, is that four, break, four, and then the last four didn't do virtually anything at all, right? So we, you had to kind of keep it to two cycles. There's a million reasons we could do four podcasts on just that alone, right? There are people that do it that way. Honestly, I think that last four, for the most part, you're just going to end up, it, 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 you'll always gain that weight back, even if you do lose weight in that instance. Um, it, you're, you're more or less just at the point where you're just going to be dehydrated, right? Um, also, by the way, many people do get very lean um, doing it without a reset. So it's not, it's not the only way to do it, right? Do they stay very? That would be a question that I would think is very interesting. And I would argue that they don't. Most of the images that you see on each form are actually after that person's after, right? That's something I'm really proud of because, you know, I, I think one thing, I mean, certainly we have, you know, our upper tier of people that have abs and then we have a lot of people that are really lean. And then there's, a, you know, I mean, we have it represented on this call, right? So Carolyn's probably a little bit more on the leaner side. Becky's a little bit more on the muscular side. And maybe I sit in between those two, right? And that is probably the spectrum of what eating form looks like in general. And I think everybody in that instance gets to be happy with whatever they want to do, right? But if you think you're comfortable or might need to manage your weight more often, maybe say once a year, maybe, I don't love six months. I'll tell you why. Six months is something that should be reserved for someone that has a lot of weight to lose, right? So if you're 275 pounds, you know, then running a fat loss cycle, you know, waiting six months and then running another one that makes sense. I think if you're a 165 pound woman, right? And you run a fat loss cycle, you lose 20 pounds, and now all of a sudden you want to get to 30. We just haven't seen a lot of people have success doing that, right? On um, 130, I mean. And so, so that person would be much better off taking that year and I will, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, like in, in the scenario that I just described where you have, let's say, a five, this is very common, 5'6", 165, person gets to 145, right? They go the whole year 
let's say that they allow for 10 pounds of weight gain because they're trying to build muscle. Okay, they build that muscle and they put on three to four pounds of muscle in that process. So now their lowest weight, technically, if you think about it mathematically, is not the 145 that they were at, it's the 149 now because you added four pounds of muscle. Okay, this is the way Paul's brain thinks. The problem is, is that that person now is gonna struggle even to get back to 145. Right. And so if they have in their head 140, then that's problematic because they're gaining muscle as they go in a lot of instances, especially instances where you're coming from under eating. Right. We, you know, we used to do a lot of body fat testing. And one of the things that we saw with a lot of people that did body fat testing was that they, when they came from under eating, they gained a lot of lean mass relatively quickly. But once you get to a certain weight, you know, 5'6", 145, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of right there, right? That, that's, that's where I see, I mean, we have a lot of very, very lean people like the Sarah, Sarah, the person that we posted today, who's abducted. That's right about where she's at. You know, I think that, well, she's, she posts about it like every day. So I know her exact weight, like 142, right? Because she's letting people know what her calories are as she's going up because she's trying to help all of you get over that fear, right? Well, in the case of my friend, in the case of me, I don't have fears like that, right? Like I was 260 pounds, right? Like, like, I'm a men's health model compared to what I used to be. So to me, I can mentally, I don't have the mental messages. A lot of you have to go with faith in what I'm telling you. And I do get that that's really difficult. I don't have to do that. I've done this. I've seen it happen over and over again. We've literally seen tens of thousands of people do this over and over and over again, right? So that does add to your layer of comfort. And so for my friend, her deficit, because she's a woman, typically is going to be a little bit deeper than mine. I would say from 3,000, she should be able to comfortably lose around 12 pounds. From 4,000, I'd, I'd be a little disappointed. I can't lie to you if I didn't lose 15 pounds, right? Um, does that mean that I'll stick to the six weeks? I might extend it to like seven. Cause I, you know, I think you can comfortably lose about two pounds, but, but you get to a point where, um, you get to a point of diminishing returns with that. I mean, what I think will happen is, you know, I'm hoping to be able to go in. I mean, I'd be willing to go to 192. I'd like to I'd like to go into fat loss too at 190. I think I'll be able to get to 185, maybe even 183 within like two weeks, right? Because you know, I'm probably kind of topped out on hydration and things of that nature. So some of that will start to go away. I'll keep water involved, but you know, like I said, at the end of the day, 
as you're eating less food, your body doesn't need to hold on to near as much water as you will, right? So I think the way it'll go is, is after a couple of weeks, I'll be 183, 185. Um, if I start at 192, you know, we'll be uh, 185, 187, right? And really the goal is just to get into the 170s. And then if I can build in a little room at 177, that'd be great. So now you go, wait a second, Paul. Aren't you going to be scared of gaining it all back? Well, first of all, I'm not scared of gaining it all back. I, I expect to gain it all back, right? Because I'm not going to necessarily try to just stay at 177 or go to 175 or maybe run another fat loss cycle and get into the 160s. I mean, at some point, you know, you have to realize that all this dieting, you know, it, it just takes away more than it's giving, right? And so for me, you know, if I can maintain this weight, build muscle through some resistance training in the process, I should expect to be able to gain, you know, over the course of seven years, five pounds of muscle. So I would be okay at being 197 years from now with five pounds more muscle, right? And that's how I was able to gain as much muscle as I have throughout the years. Right now, um, I'm just trying to do the basic math on, I know, I know people love this on podcasts, um, but I'm going to say, so 15% made 85. So what, what is that? Um, 160, right at 170. I would say probably 166. 167 on lean mass. So when Eat to Perform first started, or the concept of Eat to Perform, or when when there was some tears involved in this story, um, but um, I had already lost a lot of weight, right? And I had gone from 260, and I I think I was I want to say like 195 at that point, and um, which is is funny because that's relatively close to where I am right now. Um, and I tested at 32% body fat. I just told you that I'm 15% body fat right now. So how did you do that? Well, I had to gain a lot of muscle. I only had 128 on my frame. And now here I am at 166, 167. There's a lot to that story right? But that story never happens if every single time I gained a little bit of weight, I jumped back on the diet train, right? And I think there's a lot, there's something that needs to be said. Um, I think that this is the case for men and women, truthfully. Um, but we see it in women more than we do men because we just have more women then we have men, and that's really the case for dieting in general. We have to get past the point where we think that some weight is going to make us feel better about ourselves, right? We have to feel better about ourselves now. And I say this all the time, at 260 pounds, you would have loved that Paul. That Paul was funny. That Paul was gregarious. 
that Paul was a great dad, that Paul was a great husband, right? But the most important part about that is that Paul loved Paul. And that's why I stuck through it, right? And why I kept persevering. If, if it was just hating myself every single day, I'm just going to tell you that looking in the mirror and hating yourself, that just, that just doesn't, it just doesn't get you to where you need to go, right? You just, you might, you might be motivated a week, maybe a month, right? But eventually kind of you're, you're going to find joy in things like food, things that are non-active, that kind of thing, right? So, uh, because you have to understand that this is difficult, right? And so, so to persevere on anything that's difficult, you really have to love it, you know? And I think that that's really important for whatever exercise you choose also, right? Because if we know, once again, exercise is not great for fat loss, exercise is phenomenal for keeping weight off. So if the goal is to lose weight and then keep it off, then we need to do something you love. Because if you just do something that's measurable and you look in the mirror and you hate yourself, eventually, you know, ice cream and television is going to be there, right? And then you embrace that side of things and then not the part that you could have loved. And I understand, we, I get it. Right, we all have difficult relationships with ourselves, but I can tell you that as you start to surround yourself with people that love themselves, with people that have activity as a priority in their life, this is this is why you deploy service, by the way. Right. So, so for those that don't know the story, I mean, I'm I'm sorry to all the people that heard the story a million times, right? But there was a lot of people that really weren't supportive, you know, and it, I mean, the, the best one is my sister-in-law, right? So my sister-in-law, you know, who, by the way, wasn't even my sister-in-law at that time. She had been divorced from my brother-in-law for quite some time. So, you know, I don't know why she was sticking around, but anyway, um, I was losing weight and um, I was eating 5,000 calories a day, but I was very, very active, right? And I was talking about her a lot and she'd had enough and she messaged me and she said, you know, I mean, if you knew her, you'd go, oh, that sounds exactly like her, you know, but she messaged me and said, nobody wants to know about your diet. My first response, it's not a diet. <laughs> I mean, 5,000 calories a day, right? And she's like, yeah, it's like smoking or alcoholism. Just nobody likes it. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I think she's actually right. I think she was right in this instance. Because what I was doing was shining a mirror to all the people that didn't want to change. And my first instinct was to do what I do in life, right? Surround myself with the people that succeed. Surround myself with the people that I know are going in that direction, right? So I started a group on Facebook. And um, I was just looking for people that were like me. And then I think the group got to like 500. And 
and it sort of served its purpose. There was there was a lot of competing interests and things of this nature. But there was there was about five people, maybe ten people, that actually ended up being the first people that started Eat to Perform, right? And within that group, we were all food friendly, balanced meals, enjoy life, right? Really positive stuff, you know, and just great people to be around. And then the idea of Eat to Perform was, okay, we tried it with this other thing with no conditions at all, what if we put some conditions on it that, you know, you can't just like <laughs> shit on us in our forum, right? It was, it was just like some negativity where people would have like these negative thoughts. And I mean, I wasn't thinking like we would curate it or anything like that, you know? And so people were getting like these massive arguments. And I have to say, like, I, you know, I, my level of understanding 15 years ago wasn't what it is now, right? And so um, the I didn't have PhDs on staff that I could say, hey, Susan, what do you think about this, right? Um, and so we did kind of agree that we were just gonna leave that alone and then whatever that turned into and, and um, you know, I don't think a lot of people succeeded with this just totally random approach but what what we knew was that we were on the right path that more food most of the time was going to be the better way to go and so what i want you to take away from this one is that six weeks i'm just telling you if you don't do it that way you're really missing out now you go paul 275 pounds Six weeks, I'm not going to lose that much weight. We have people that lose 20 pounds in six weeks, right? So if you have a lot of weight to lose and you're over-consuming, you can lose a lot of weight in six weeks. But more importantly, we a great example. We have a client, she was 290. She came to us dieting. We suggested to her, right, that she should not diet and that she should run a performance cycle. So she ran a performance cycle. And in that performance cycle, she's lost 40 pounds, right? So now she's like, okay, cool. Uh, I'll go ahead, you know, because the 40 was a little bit longer. It, it you know, is right at about a year. Um, and so, so she's like, I'd like to lose weight a little bit faster. So I'm going to move to fat loss, right? Well, kind of the wheels came off. And within about four weeks, we pulled her out of fat loss, right? And we're going back to the slow approach. And it might even be a little bit slower. And I think eventually she'll get ready. What you have to understand and what we all need to be realistic about. If you're 290 pounds and me at 260 pounds, when I came home, I, I just told you I didn't have alcohol, right? I didn't have a lot of other things that other people had. And so a lot of calories was what I cuddled up to. It was the thing I did when I was sad. It was the thing I did when I was happy, right? It was a thing I just always did. It always provided me comfort. So she's still in that phase. And she's in that phase where 
food can now be an ally. She has, she's learned to clean things up quite a bit. She's eating mostly whole foods. But here's the most important part. Like if you look at the picture between 290 and 250, you would think she lost 100 pounds, right? In that time, she's learned to love activity. So why would we keep her in fat loss where she's miserable and struggling and possibly going to quit when we know, let's go ahead and get her more food. Let's really push that performance side of things. And what did we learn? Well, she's not ready. And you know what? Being not ready is it's not a crime. You can get ready eventually, right? But, but we have to get past some of these ideas and these thoughts, right? And so I think this is probably going to be a little bit more interesting to eat the performers, knowing that they can potentially extend their AP and, and lose a little bit more weight and go a little bit higher and push that. Kind of, like, there are a lot of people that are willing to be a little bit more uncomfortable and in and, and AP, you know, like as an example. When I started my fat loss cycle, I mean, now that I'm eating 4,000 calories, I know I was not eating 4,000 calories for fact, right? I mean, because you eat 4,000 calories of like steak and yogurt, right? And salads and things like that. You're eating a lot. You're eating often, you know? And so, you know, I was able to lose 12 pounds in fat loss one. So that makes me think, you know what? I mean, I've been able to push this. I think I can get past that 12 pounds. How much far? I don't know. I don't really care to be completely honest with you. Like it doesn't really matter to me all that much. I mean, it'll be disappointing. Okay. I'll just be honest with you. I'm not, not going to hit my goal. I just don't work like that. You know? I mean, I just do whatever it takes, you know, and I can't explain it, you know. I mean, I can tell you that I do everything to put myself in a position to succeed, and then I succeed, right? Now, are there things that come up? Yeah, they probably have been over the years, but in general, I, I push through it, you know. You have to have that mentality, you know, I mean, I just put up like this meme, you can go look at it and it was, it's this horse, right? And the horse is tied to like a, a plastic chair, right? And, and it says the thing that's holding you back is all in your head, right? And success is also true. Success is in your head. Right. It's like I said it in the last podcast. I'll say it on this podcast. It's not on you. It's in you. You either have it or you don't. Right. And you have to wake up. You have to look in the mirror and be able to love yourself. And you have to say, I'm going to win. Right. You might not win the, all the battles that day. Right. But every day I wake up ready to tackle all of life's challenges. And if you're not there yet, pick a few, right? Just do something that pushes things forward. 
And you know what? Like I described with our client, it doesn't have to always be weight loss, right? I mean, you know, sometimes, I mean, sometimes I struggle with laundry, right? For someone who's like, I run a company with almost 100 people. And, and it's ridiculous that I don't get my laundry done, right? And so I feel as good about having my laundry done and folded as I do, you know, bringing on five new coaches for you to perform, right? And so, so the, it, those little things can matter to you. And I, I would definitely suggest that, that you kind of keep that in mind. Okay, I knew we weren't gonna have a lot of questions. So I went a little bit longer with this. Um, I definitely want um, everybody to hear what I'm saying. You can communicate with your coach, right? Um, we built the system to basically be roughly three months. But if you want to do the best version, right? The, what are the three things? I've said them multiple times, right? Relatively weight stable. You can push that to your comfort level, right? My comfort level is a little higher than yours, okay? Now two, are we getting calories up? And then how long are those calories up? Those three things matter, right? And um, no other plan that I know of, I don't think there's any other plan that does it that way. Now, there are other plans that kind of pretend to do that way, right? And so they're like, well, you know, we take like a two-week diet break. And what a two-week diet break means in a lot of that those instances is um, that uh, <laughs> you probably should have mentioned that in the beginning because no one's listening towards the end. Um, but, you know, diet breaks in general need to be longer, right? And they need to be higher. A lot of the other places that pretend to do that, they're, 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 they're kind of rigid, right? And they're mostly super low calorie. And it's a lot of people who are obsessed with body composition. I mean, that's, that's amazing for you, 28-year-old personal trainer on Instagram. I'm happy for you that that's your life. You know, but if you're a lawyer, doctor, nurse, mom, right? This is more about health for the rest of us, right? So kind of keep that in mind. We do have a sale going on right now, um, especially if you're um, someone that is thinking about joining Eat to Perform. We have a lot of great things that, that you get with that. Um, one, you're going to get a lower price. Um, the, for those that don't know, there's various pieces, right? So it varies based on whatever your needs are. And what we do, just so that it can be truly transparent, is we have you talk to a coach so that you know the whole plan that you're going to be going into. So you go, I'm ready, right? And then sometimes you think you're ready on Sunday. And then by Tuesday, you're like, eh, I wasn't ready. You know, and that's fine too. We can maybe move you to performance so that you get ready, right? The other thing is that half of your membership goes to our Strong Daughters program. Strong Daughters is a charitable wing of Eat to Perform. And we take young women and we teach them to not diet, right? We know that there's this big backlash against diet culture and we, we are for that, right? We are here for that movement. We're here for 
body positivity and things of this nature. But what we're not here for is justifying bad behavior by saying you're against diet, right? And I think that there needs to be rules for that because we're, we're kind of playing with young people's emotions here, right? And so what we want to be able to do is show these young women what they can do with food, right? And then that can be what it is for them. Like my daughters are vegetarians. Some people want to do maybe a little bit more balanced approach where um, they're not pushing the muscle side of things near as much as the other. And then um, the other thing that's really cool, and uh, it's actually been fun in a way that I didn't know. I didn't know, Becky, as an example, maybe you did, that the people were going to put the team name into their daily stuff. And so, so we know, as an example, the people that have won from Becky's team, the people that have won, my team happens to be leading as the winners, you know. Um, so, I mean, we kind of knew that, that that was the way that I was going to go. Um, Are you sure that's true? <laughs> I think we have two right now. Sarah's yeah. team is winning. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. Yes. I guess that also <laughs> makes a little bit of sense. Um, but I didn't know that that was going to happen. And that was really, really cool. We have weekly challenges that basically keep you accountable. And then by the end of like eight weeks, as an example, we do grand prize challenges. This time we're doing a tread, uh, Peloton treadmill for fat loss, I believe it is. And then a hydro roller for performance. If it's reversed, I apologize. But I think that that's what it is. Um, so, and, and, and oh, by the way, um, we don't get those prizes from anyone. We just pay them cash, right? Because... We want to get all of you cool prizes, right? And and I don't want to have to beg, like, like who, how am I going to beg Tim Cook for Apple Watches, right? I'd rather just buy the Apple Watches and say, hey, Tim, nice Apple Watch, right? But, like, I think we gave away, like, some Yeti coolers, which is, like, great for summer. Um, I mean, we, we give away cool prizes. You know how we pick the prizes is we pick the prizes based on either what we like or what we have, right? And like, um, and and so, you know, we give away air fryers. I mean, my air fryer, I use my air fryer twice a day, every single day. I, I don't I don't know how I live my life without it, you know? Um, but uh, those Ninja Creamies that everybody's posting about right now, you know, we, we, um, we either gave those away or we're giving those away. I, I, I don't always keep up on it, to be honest with you. But but those are coming if you haven't seen them. So that's going to be fun for a lot of people. And then you can see all the ice cream treats that Sarah's making. And then you can make them. So, all right. Well, I appreciate everybody being here. Um, I get it. You're new. You're maybe not signed up for Eden Form yet. And you're thinking about it so you don't have a lot of questions. Totally cool. Um, also, if you want to watch any of these, um down the road if you don't sign up to eat to perform we do these once a month and we have a new topic each month and so whether you're an eat to perform member or not an eat to performer or, or not an eat to perform member we consider all of you eat to performers right we really want to be able to teach all of you a better way of doing this and you go well i don't i'm not sure i can do it alone 
I did it, right? Now, I'm not saying that it was perfect. It's not, it's not the version of Ethan form that exists without coaching, but I did figure it out, right? And so, so I think that that is possible. It just comes down to want to, right? And, you know, you kind of have to want to. And if you want to hard enough, you'll, you'll figure it out. So, um, but, but, you know, if, you, if you're a fan of Eat to Perform, we consider you an Eat to Perform. So uh, hopefully that helps everybody. Uh, I, this T-shirt is so, so raggedy. Um, I need to just get rid of it. But if you were watching on YouTube, I apologize for this, this crummy bacon T-shirt, um, bacon neck T-shirt. All right, ladies, talk to you. Have a great uh, evening. Everybody have a great weekend. And then don't forget the sale. Um, and Sharon, I really appreciate that you said that because that's exactly what we're trying to do every single time. Talk to everybody later. Bye now.